missed in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. It is Thursday, May the 5th, 2022. Praise be to God. You are almost at the weekend. Congratulations. I mean, you're so close at this point. One more wake up and then you're there. So we're going to have a great show today. we got another great show coming for you tomorrow. But today on the program, we ask the question, if in fact, allegedly, Roe v. Wade is coming to an end, praise be to God. Let's pray it's true. Why do we still need to march? Why do we still need to do something at that point? Haven't we won? Well, no, not really. And in fact, Jim Havens from the National Men's March to End Abortion is going to be joining us at 35 past the hour to talk about why men need to lead the way in the fight and what the fight will look like ahead and why they still need to gather. In fact, they are gathering in June, June the 11th in Tallahassee, Florida. He'll be here today at 35 past the hour to discuss that with us. Praise be to God. But at 15 past the hour... I want to talk about, I'm going to say a word. I'm going to say a name, and just fair warning, trigger warning, you may get triggered when I say this name, okay? So I don't know how you're going to feel one way or the other when I say this name, but you just, I'm, I've warned you, all right? You ready? Take a deep breath. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, I know. That, oh, calm down. It's fine. It's going to be all right. But at 15 past the hour, we're going to dive into what in the world is going on with Marjorie Taylor Greene and the Catholic Church. Why has there been uh, some uh, some issues there? Why does she claim that Satan is running the church? What did she mean by that? And why should we really be concerned for Marjorie Taylor Greene as a result of that? All that coming up at 15 past the hour. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. <laughs> good morning, Joe. Hey, you want some good news? Yeah, please. Oh, I'm good so news. black-pilled today. So black-pilled. Hey, MIT found that uh, COVID vaccines were related to heart problems. Oh, so the MIT thing that we had been saying all along. Yeah, but now it's yeah. cool because the MIT says it. Oh, okay. Hey, the Fed <laughs> rose the the interest rate up, uh, biggest hike in twenty years. That's that's yep. always cool. Mm-hmm. Levi Strauss says abortion all the way. Yeah, I saw that too. So enjoy your Levites today. Treasury Secretary says uh, the Biden spending actually did make inflation worse. So that's (laughs) awkward. Oh, and then one more. Mayorkas did say that the terrorists who crossed our border might have been released. Oops, sorry, my bad. (laughs) That doesn't sound like good news, Joe. What? Come on. (laughs) This is all good news today. Did did you get that mixed up? Because I'm still waiting here. (laughs) That's probably the best of the good news we have today. Oh, boy. What else is going on for you? Well, uh, you know, I have some, some, I have a one particular story that's mm-hmm. very concerning. And really? I hope that Catholics will take it to heart okay. and, and take to their churches and mm-hmm. defend their churches. Wow. That's okay. all I'm going to say for now. All right. That's coming up. Speaking of needing defense, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Is it? It is good to be here, despite the fact that uh, you got Debbie Downer over here giving <laughs> me all this bad news. <laughs> all this bad news going on, but uh, praise be to God, there's still a lot to be happy about. Like, I, I believe instance, it goes by Deborah. Is it Deborah? <laughs> Deborah. Yeah, Deborah. Ouch. Very cringe. <laughs> good grief. Even if I had to choose a name, I wouldn't choose that. Yeah, no. Nothing but, bad uh, with Deborah. But praise be to God, because my uh, my brother's graduating from college on Saturday. So oh, I'm praying for him. So I'm praying for him. You need to get to him quickly. Talk to him. Does he know he's going to have to get a job now? 
Nope, because he's oh. going to go back to school and get his uh, okay, master's degree. Okay, okay, good. All right. <laughs> Woof, I was a little concerned there that he'd have to Job? Join, the, join the workforce. You don't want that. You want to stay in school for the rest of your life. Get those student loans. Someday they'll forgive all of them. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Well, not really. Hey, all right. You want some actual good news? Praise be to God. Well, the, here's the really good news. All joking aside, we are giving away a $300 gift certificate to Agard Watches. And uh, that's going to happen on Monday, so just a few days from now, really. And uh, already 202 entries into the drawing, so praise be to God for that. You can get your chance to find out how you might get into this drawing, and you can enter more than once. You can just go to our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt for the details. That's grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Find out, get your entry in today. Oh, and today's the day I send out the CDT Insider email, and I've got a treat for you today. I am so excited. It's got something to do with the sound of music, Ooh. and I'm sure you've never seen the version that I'm going to send you. It's super cool, and that's going to be in the inbox tonight or this afternoon sometime, so make sure you're on the CDT Insider email list to get that information. So again, go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy. Hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your headlines with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. Today is Thursday, May 5th, and these are your headlines. The Hill reports many children's products labeled as eco-friendly contain toxic forever chemicals, a study finds. Researchers tested 93 different products often used by children and adolescents, including linens, furnishings, and clothes. They said they specifically looked for products labeled as stain-resistant, water-resistant, green, or non-toxic. Their initial tests employed a rapid screening method that looks for fluorine, which is a marker of PFAS, an umbrella group of thousands of chemicals linked to testicular cancer, kidney cancer, and a variety of other illnesses. Most of these products came from China, the researchers noted. LifeSite reports, Mothers of traditional French priests walk 880 miles to ask Pope Francis to lift Latin Mass restrictions. Mothers of the traditional priests in France were received by an audience by, the, by Pope Francis. The audience in St. Peter's Square was the culmination of an eight-week walking pilgrimage of over 880 miles undertaken by the mothers of priests who used to offer the Latin Mass according to the church's ancient usage. The traditional Latin Mass, which is also known as the Tridentine Rite, has been greatly restricted by Pope Francis's motu proprio, Traditionis Custodis. Five mothers made the long journey in its entirety Beginning on March 6th, each week they were joined by about 10 other women, also mothers of priests, for that walk stretch, for that week's stretch of the pilgrimage. The pilgrimage included stops along the way at churches and monasteries that still offer the traditional Latin Mass in France. The mothers were uh, received in Rome on April 30th and asked the Pope to lift his restrictions on the celebration of the Mass and sacraments according to the Missal of 1962. The Denver Gazette reports Catholic Church in Boulder defiled following Roe v. Wade draft opinion leak. For the second time in a year, parishioners at a Boulder Catholic Church were horrified at the messages that greeted them for their 7 a.m. Mass. 
Vandals spray-painted so-called abortion rights messages across the Sacred Heart of Mary's front doors, windows, and religious statues. There have been at least 30 attacks on Colorado's Catholic churches in the last few years with very little consequence for those involved. And the Epic Times reports Ukraine prepares defense as Russian ally makes sudden announcement. Ukrainian officials indicated that they were prepared if Russian ally Belarus joins the conflict as the country suddenly announced it would conduct combat exercises. Before Russia invaded Ukraine on February 24th, thousands of Russian troops massed on the Belarus-Ukraine border and used the country as a staging area to enter Ukraine. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. The saint of the day is St. Angelus of Jerusalem. He was born around 250, or rather, sorry, 1185, big difference, to the Jewish parents, Jesse and Maria. His mother later converted to Catholicism, and both he and his twin brother John were baptized when she converted. His parents died while he was still in childhood, and the patriarch Nicodemus oversaw their education until the twins turned 18. He and his brother John entered the Carmelites at the age of 18 and at this end at, at the St. Anne Convent near the Golden Gate to commence their novitiate. The two could speak Greek as well as Latin and Hebrew. In 1210, he was ordained to the priesthood in Jerusalem and he traveled to Palestine. Miraculous cures and were attributed to him around this time and his acta stated that he sought to avoid fame and withdrew to a hermitage in the desert when he was becoming popular for his miracles. He remained as a hermit on Mount Carmel when he instructed in 1218 to leave for the Italian peninsula in order to preach against the Paterni as well as the Albigensians and the Bulgars. He had likewise been instructed to go to Rome to obtain from Pope Honorius III confirmation of the new definitive rule for the order. He set off on a Genoan ship on the 1st of April 1219 and stopped first in Messina before heading off to Cittavice before he ended up in Rome to meet with the Pope. The friar preached in the Basilica of St. John Lateran while in Rome and while he met, while there he met both St. Francis of Assisi and Dominic of Osmo. It is said that he foretold that Francis would receive the stigmata while Francis foretold his premature death. He had healed seven lepers and the ailing Archbishop of Palermo, Bernardo de Castellana, while in Palermo, he settled on the Sicilian island, though his fame as a wonder worker caused crowds to flock to him. He wanted to convert the Cathar knight named Beringer. And tradition states that Beringer is living in incest and that the friar convinced the knight's companion to leave Beringer. Beringer became enraged and had him attacked in front of the church of St. Filippo e Giacomo in Licata on the 1st of May 1220 and was struck with the Beringer's sword five times. He died of his wounds within the week of the 5th of May and, according to tradition, asked for his assassin to be pardoned while urging the faithful not to avenge his death. St. Angelus of Jerusalem, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from John chapter 6, verses 44 through 51. Jesus said to the crowds, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him and I will raise him on the last day. It is written in the prophets, they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to my Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Amen. Amen, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I 
and the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the desert, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Augustine says, quote, But they were far from being fit for that heavenly bread and did not hunger for it, for they had not the hunger of the inner man. Close quote, St. Augustine. Pray for us. Hadock's commentary said, We are drawn to the Father by some secret pleasure, delight, or love, which brings us to the Father. Believe, and you come to the Father, says St. Austin. Love, and you are drawn. The Jews could not believe because they would not believe. God, by his power, could have overcome their hardness of heart, but he was not bound to do it. Neither had they any right to expect this favor after the many miracles which they had seen. Close quote, Hadock's commentary. And I love this point in particular. God can do whatever he chooses. He's God. Uh, but, however, we shouldn't presume upon God. You know, what we really want, if we're being honest, is we want God to make sure that we have a good time. That everything is happy, go lucky, uh, life is rosy and fun. Every day is low humidity, blue skies and sunshine, and there's money in our pocket. And everybody's happy and well-fed, and just it's just good. But that's not life. And when life gets hard, difficult, you know, scandalous, painful... Boy, where is God then, we say? We struggle with God because we only want the good. And then when, th when times are good, we want him to stay out of our business as long as things are good. And then when things go bad, we're like, God, where are you? So we must make difficult choices in life. And to believe is the starting point. Augustine makes this point. He says, quote, Now, if we are drawn to Christ without our own will, we believe without our own will. The will is not exercised by compulsion, is a, but compulsion is applied. But though a man can enter the church involuntarily, he cannot believe other than voluntarily. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. Therefore, if he who is drawn comes without his will, he does not believe and if he does not believe he does not come for we do not come to Christ by running or walking but by believing not by the motion of the body but by the will of the mind thou art drawn by thy will close quote Augustine pray for us will today we'll be right back Men, it's time. The Men's March to End Abortion and Rally for Personhood is Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, from 12 to 3 p.m. in Tallahassee, Florida. Men gather at 12 p.m. for the march. All women, children, and families join us for the 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. You are needed. Every life matters. Join us on June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. Be happy without God? Atheists say yes, we Christians say yes, but only to a certain extent. What's our reason? 
There are some natural human desires that can be satisfied without living for God. The desire for sensory pleasure, success, and loving relationships. There are certain desires, however, that can't be satisfied without God. For example, we don't just desire some love. We desire infinite love, love without limit. This is manifest when we get frustrated with imperfect manifestations of it. The same is true for knowledge, justice, and beauty. Since God alone is infinite in these perfections, only He can satisfy our desires for them. Therefore, to borrow from St. Augustine, without God, our hearts would be forever restless. And my friends, a restless heart is an unhappy heart. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers. Catholic.com Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back. The Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be out with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, why should we still march if Roe is coming to an end? What will be the fight ahead and why it's still important? Jim Havens is going to be joining us. Jim has a show on uh, the Station of the Cross. Praise be to God. We're grateful to our Station of the Cross uh, affiliate partner. Praise be to Jesus for carrying Catholic Drive Time. Thank you for that. But Jim Havens is going to be on the show to talk about the National Men's March to End Abortion and why it's more important now than ever, even if, and please God will it, uh, that Roe v. Wade comes to an end. That's coming up at 35 past the hour. Stick around for that if you can. But there are several stories in the news that are of great concern to me, and I'm sure they are to you as well. Here's a story that I saw come out. Maybe it was, was it last week when this Marjorie Taylor Greene thing hit? I don't even remember, to be honest with you. Um, I saw it, and I see a lot of politicians talk about the Catholic Church, and I just don't bite on all of the all of that all the time. You know, I just kind of let it go. But this one I saw this morning out of LifeSide News. The headline goes: Marjorie Taylor Greene, I was raised Catholic, but wicked bishops have driven me away from the church. That's the headline, and I thought, yeah, that's worthy of a talk right there. That's worthy of some commentary. Let me read a little bit of this article to you so you'll get the background here from LifeSite News. It says, following criticism of comments she made about the U.S. Catholic bishops, conservative firebrand U.S. Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene revealed that she was raised Catholic but left the church, quote, with great sorrow, close quote, when she had kids because she had concerns about the left-wing hierarchy protecting abusive priests. Quote, with great sorrow and unwavering faith in Jesus Christ, I stopped attending Catholic Mass when I became a mother because I realized that I could not trust the church's leadership to protect my children from pedophiles and that they harbored monsters even in their own ranks, close quote, the now evangelical said in a lengthy statement. The Georgia Republican was responding to the Catholic League's Bill Donahue, who slammed her for suggesting in an interview with church militants Michael Voris that, quote, Satan is controlling the church, close quote. Quote, the church is not doing its job, and it's not adhering to the teachings of Christ, close quote, she added. Going on to say, quote, it's the church's leadership I was referring to when I invoked the devil, close quote, Green clarified on Twitter. Quote, just so we're clear, bishops, when I said, uh, when I said controlled by Satan, I wasn't talking about the Catholic Church. I was talking about you, close quote. <laughs> That's a rough statement right there, isn't it? Like, wow, right between the eyes. Pow! Take that. 
The article goes on to say, quote, The Catholic Church must throw out these monsters instead of lecturing the people in its own bishops when its own bishops have driven, have driven them away. She continued blasting the U.S. Catholic bishops as, quote, some of the worst in the world, close quote, and, and uh, scheming bureaucrats in mitres. She was, it was, rather, it was the, quote, bishop's uh, wickedness, close quote, that drove her out of the church, Green said, and her own refusal to submit the spiritual and physical livelihood of my children to these monsters, close quote. I mean, it's interesting, the article goes on, you can read it for yourself, but I think that's the heart of the matter there. That's the crux of the situation. And I unfortunately see this uh, circumstance all the time these days. I mean, there are many big you know whether they're congressmen or politicians or talking heads on television you see it quite often how they have left the church over and over again and they always point to the same issues the 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 issues of hierarchy who are left of center who have uh, seemingly protected pedophiles or sexual offenders of some kind and honestly we this is a topic we've covered quite a bit on the program pedophilia is not the real issue at heart in the scandals in the church, it is homosexuality that is really at the heart of the scandals in the church. Most of the victims were post-pubescent, not pre-pubescent. And this has been an issue that's been overlooked too often because we want to look the other way when it comes to the homosexual problems in our church. We want to pretend like these things are consensual and normal amongst adults when in fact they are perversions and grave difficulties that create grave scandal. Now, with Marjorie Taylor Greene in particular, you know, uh, many have reached out to her uh, or have issued, like, open public statements. Whether or not she ever reads them is a different question. I personally did not watch or listen to the interview between her and Michael Voris, so I don't actually know the full extent of what was said there. Did Michael Voris uh, reach out to her and say, hey, you should come back to the church? Because as St. Peter says in John chapter 6, which we are going through in the Gospels today, you know, where else are we supposed to go? The grave scandal of Jesus Christ telling the Jews that they must eat his flesh. Trogon, to chew upon his flesh. The, the dripping, hunking meat of flesh was the Greek he invokes there in John 6. And this was so scandalous that his disciples were leaving him in droves. And Jesus didn't say, no, wait, stop, I'm talking symbolically here. Come on back. Never, not once did he say this. And Peter's like, whoa, wow, this is rough. What am I supposed to do? But where else am I supposed to go, Lord? You alone have the words of truth, Right? This is the reality. And in this article uh, from LifeSite News, um, there is an open letter here from Mother Miriam of the Lamb of God, also reaching out to Marjorie Taylor Greene, saying, you know, you got to come home. And this is, I think, one of the big issues that I would like to address in all of this. Not only uh, is there the scandal of the politics of the members of the body of Christ, ignoring truth itself, ignoring the, the clear teaching of Holy Mother Church, her patrimony, her tradition, throwing it all away to embrace the modern man. That's a scandal that so many have uh, really struggled with. There's that. And then there's, of course, the issue of those that are leaving for their part are how much did they actually know about what the church teaches? And did they actually know that the church, it, it, you know, being the body of Christ, is therefore also the way, the truth, and the life to the Father and salvation itself? 
The sacrament of salvation upon earth is the church Christ founded. It is not the, the men in mitres in Rome or in your backyard or the scandals that are caused by the members of the body of Christ because the church is made up of sinners. Grave, horrible, mortal sinners. Because God came to save the lost. And so, as he taught in his parable in the Gospels, that there would be wheat and there would be weeds all at the same time, here's a big thing that we have to wrap our heads around. God is not going to save us from the suffering. You are not going to get to enjoy Easter Sunday morning and Easter Sunday glory unless you go through Good Friday Passion first. Behind me in the studio here is a crucifix. It is one of the most detailed, awe-inspiring crucifixes I've ever seen. It was handcrafted by an artist, a sculptor in Mexico. Praise be to God. This person is a master at what they do. And often people have asked about this crucifix. And if you're listening on radio, it is the, it is the, the crucified Lord in all of his vicious glory. Every scar, every f- piece of flesh torn from his body and hanging suffering for you. It is a remarkable and incredible uh, image that you can't get out of your mind too easily. Unlike the vast majority of crucifixes that you will encounter in your neighborhood parish that look like Abercrombie and Fitch Jesus, the beautiful Jesus, the model Jesus, the Jesus who looks untouched and, uh, and perfected. But that's not what happened. Our Lord suffered and died, and he could have saved himself the trouble. He did not need to do any of this. He could have simply willed our salvation, and it would have been good enough. Not even a a word needed to have been said, but he chose to endure the suffering, the agony in the garden. The mystics tell us that it was Satan who was trying to convince him not to die on a cross. By showing him your sins. By revealing your faults, your betrayal of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There in the garden, all of those years ago, our Lord could see and know your personal betrayal of him. Today. Mine too, by the way. All of us. And still, he said, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but thy will be done. And still he went to the cross. And still he endured the the scourging. Still he endured the the, uh, abuse, the beatings, the blasphemies, the indifference from the foot of that cross. So when St. Peter says, where else are we to go, Lord? You alone have the words of life. Then I would say to Marjorie Taylor Greene, you do not abandon the church of Christ because there is a Judas in our midst. You do not abandon the church that Christ founded, the one holy apostolic church. There is only one church Christ founded. He did not found the church of what's happening now. He did not found the church that you want to to believe in. He did not found the church that you would like to be a part of. He founded his church, and he expects that you are going to believe and adhere and come and be a part of it and enter in and live and breathe and a community of other human beings that are equally flawed as you are. But the medicine is the sacraments he has provided to us. That even though the flawed men who are ordained 
uh, even though they personally sin, and even though they personally have faults, in spite of it all, God works through all of this imperfection to give actual grace. His actual grace communicated through the sacraments. In spite of it all, there is only one church. And that church, the body of Christ, is the Catholic Church. Oh, that's so crazy, Joe. You're out of your mind. Uh-uh. Do your homework. Do your homework. Go look at the early church. You can read scripture, early church. I mean, it just becomes so obvious after a while. Just go read Matthew 18. When our Lord tells his disciples, if you have a problem, you go to your brother. You try to talk him out of it. And if you don't listen, you take two or three witnesses. And if you still won't listen, take it to the church. And if he refuses to listen, even to the church, excommunicate him. Golly Jew is, I wonder... Was the Lord talking about your church or my church? Hmm. Exactly whose church did our Lord intend to give that level of authority to cast people outside into darkness, into weeping and gnashing of teeth? He only gave it to one. That's clear from sacred scripture, from tradition, and everything else. But golly gee whiz, I wonder, whose was it? A church that must have authority, a church that must have hierarchy, a church that must be sacramental, a church that must be organized. That's what we see from the early church. That's what convinced me to become truly Catholic. And I would say to Marjorie Taylor Greene, you cannot abandon Christ because of Judas or Peter or anybody else. We are going to suffer. And we're going to suffer inside the church and the greatest suffering that we are going to enjoy is going to be from the body of Christ itself from the members it's not going to be from those on the outside it's not going to be the atheists the pro aborts or anybody else it's going to be from within that the most suffering will be had and God Christ expects us to join him on the cross to suffer next to him for the body because if we don't suffer for them who will should we let them go to hell he wouldn't neither should we we'll be right back Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join us June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to the Men's March. 
Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired, and now more headlines. Justin News reports Federal Reserve raises interest rates by half a percentage point in an effort to slow inflation. The Federal Reserve on Wednesday announced the central bank will raise interest rates by half a percentage point in an attempt to slow the worst inflation in the U.S. in roughly four decades. The increase, which was expected, marks the first time in 22 years that the central bank has increased rates that much. Breitbart reports Josh Hawley introduces bill to dissolve Biden's disinformation board. Biden's so-called disinformation board is unconstitutional and must be dissolved immediately, Hawley said in a statement. Deeming the newly created board nothing short of a censorship committee vested with the full powers of the federal government to monitor dissenting speech and opposing viewpoints under the guise of national security. The bill itself would dissolve the board specific and specifically states that the Secretary of the Homeland Security may not establish any entity equivalent to the board. The Secretary is also prohibited from authorizing activities at the Department of Homeland Security that are substantially similar to the activities of the board. Additionally, the bill would obligate Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas to provide certain information to Congress which would disclose all records related to the board in a report to Congress within 30 days. Breitbart reports riot in Los Angeles as pro-abortion activists co confront police. Violent demonstrators attacked police, vandalized a sidewalk, and smashed a local business during a protest against the Supreme Court's impending decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. The Daily Wire reports, Satanic Temple asks Boston to fly flag after a court ruling. The Satanic Temple is requesting the opportunity to fly a flag at Boston City Hall after U.S. Supreme Court ruled on Monday that banning a request to fly a Christian flag at the location was unconstitutional. Religious liberty is a bedrock principle in a democracy, and religious liberty is dependent upon government viewpoint neutrality, Lucian Greaves, the co-founder of the Satanic Temple, said in a statement. And those were your headlines. God love you. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Joining us right now via Zoom chat is the host of The Simple Truth on the Station of the Cross, Jim Havens. He's also the director of the National Men's March to End Abortion, co-founder there. God bless you. Good morning to you, Mr. Jim Havens. Good morning, Joe. Good to be with you. Praise be to God. We're glad that you're on with us today. Uh, let's talk about, uh, get your take on the the potential of uh, of doing away with Roe v. Wade. Big bombshell news this week. What was your opinion of that? Mm -hmm. Sure, yeah. I always take a step back and, and look at what I think is the, the true narrative, the true story, which begins with the fact that we have an ongoing daily mass murder of the preborn by the thousands every single day in the U.S., by the hundreds of thousands worldwide every single day. And that's the, the mass exploitation of pregnant moms in need by these lies of abortion. And so we've got to see everything through that context, break through our desensitization on this because it's been so normalized. And the fact is, is I really believe that the Supreme Court ought to go further if they were being truly objective. They ought to recognize the scientific truth of the humanity of the life in the womb from conception fertilization and say they are protected under the Constitution, under the 14th Amendment. The Declaration talks about them. We are given a right to life, and human life begins from conception fertilization. So, so that would be what I would call for. Um, but the overturning of Roe versus Wade obviously is a good step in the right direction. I hope we get there. I hope this ruling comes through. I would call upon Chief Justice Roberts to release this ruling now or as soon as possible, polish it up, get it out there. This was leaked specifically to try to sway the justices 
so the justices ought to, if they care about the legitimacy of the court, come back strong and release the ruling now or as soon as possible. But we need to see this thing come down right now. It's just talk and it's just a, an opinion that is floating around out there. We need to see the ruling and that needs to come down as soon as possible. Yeah, I was, uh, it was, I guess I wasn't surprised, but it was interesting to see that in this leaked draft version of Justice Alito's comments, uh, there was no real conversation about the science uh, of when life begins or any of that. In fact, they avoided those arguments altogether. It just came down to states' rights and who should be deciding this and who shouldn't. I found that very fascinating. But I guess this means if Roe v. Wade is uh, overturned, rolled back, and it gets, does get pushed back to the states, I mean, in some ways, I feel like, oh, great, I live in a state where this immediately becomes a ban on abortion. I think you do, too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, which no. means, Oh, Florida is not in that category. No, Florida is not in that category, and that's why with this Men's March personhood rally that we are having, the National Men's March, um, it's targeting in Florida, in Tallahassee, the Florida capital, specifically because Governor DeSantis, while he's such a strong leader in so many ways, he has been soft on life. He's got a supermajority of Republicans who have been elected by pro-life voters in Florida, and yet they chose to do the 15-week the Mississippi-style ban rather than the six-week Texas-style ban, and there's just no excuse for it. So we need to hold Governor DeSantis accountable. We're hoping that he will actually come around and join us on June 11th in Tallahassee for this personhood rally, um, but that's yet to be seen. Mm. Yeah, so it comes down to a, a fight in 50 states. So now we have 50 fights instead of just one. That's right. Yeah, it's going to go state by state. And ultimately, we do want to get to the point where we can see personhood for the preborn um, from conception of fertilization recognized federally um, because it is uh, in the Constitution. It, it ought to be clear. Again, um, you know, it's there in the Declaration. It's there in the Constitution in the 14th Amendment for sure that there is a right to life. For every uh, every human being, being every American, and that life begins from conception, fertilization. So this can be done federally in various ways, um, but right now, yes, it's going to be a, a fight state by state, and we need to push the pro-life movement. We need to push those who have been elected by pro-life voters, specifically in the Republican Party, to not back off on this now and start making excuses and not want to talk about this. Now is the time to talk about this, to have this conversation as there are opportunities for it all around and point to the science. It's a very simple conversation to have. It's life from conception, fertilization. It's a scientific fact. Do you believe in murdering innocent human beings, innocent human persons? That's what we're talking about. If you believe in that, well, then I think you need to you, you need to come to grips with that belief. That's a horrific belief. And if you don't believe in that, then you cannot be for abortion in any form, any direct intentional killing of human life in the womb. It has to be outlawed. Mr. Havens, you know, I was uh, I would like to get your take on this same thing that I've been observing in the last couple of days is that the it seems like we are like reading our own press releases and, and starting to believe them in the sense that people are getting complacent and being like, OK, we won. We won. So we're done. And this idea that it kind of um, uh, pushes people into a malaise where they are saying, oh, well, you know, we just wanted to wanted it to be a state's right issue. We don't want to actually uh, ban it at the federal level and all these different kind of ideas. And I'm afraid that the movement of gradualism that we've 
have been taking, which I think is a perfectly tenable position to have of uh, gradualism. I think, though, there there is a major danger of people thinking that we won every time we win a battle and uh, thinking that we won the war. Could you speak to that a little bit? Sure, yeah. Within the pro-life movement, sadly, and within the Republican Party, sadly, there has been a a, an overly cautious, cowardly incrementalism. That needs to end. We are calling on all leaders to lead on life. Do not back down. Do not make this some secondary issue. This is the ongoing daily mass murder of the preborn exploitation of pregnant moms in need. We ought to be supporting those pregnant moms, not lying to them and telling them that somehow abortion is good for them and lying about humanity in the womb. We've got to have them lead on life for us, and all of us are called. Whichever way we can lead and influence, we need to lead on life as well, and that means personhood now. That's what we're calling for. Why Why wait on this? Why gradually do anything? Look, we can make incremental steps, but that can only be within a very loud call that these are human persons and that they deserve the right to life. They have the divinely given right to life inherently, but that needs to be recognized in our law. We believe it certainly is recognized in the Constitution and all of our laws ought to say so. So lead on life, personhood now. Those are going to be the messages at the Men's March coming up June 11th in Tallahassee, marching three miles to the state capitol. It's the Men's March, but we're inviting everyone to join us for that rally women, children, families. I know a lot of men who are bringing their families for that rally. So it's a 12 p.m. march beginning at a local abortion center in Tallahassee, marching to the Florida State Capitol where the rally will begin at 2 p.m. We've got our speakers. They're going to be announced soon. We've got some good hitters on that that you're going to want to pay, pay attention to. But you can get all the updates, learn all the information by going to themensmarch.com themensmarch.com, and I truly hope that everybody listening will do everything in their power to join us on that day. We need to come together now and make some big noise that we need to lead on life. We want personhood now, and people are paying attention. It's time to stand up now. We have just a couple more minutes in our, this first segment with Jim Havens uh, from the National Men's March to End Abortion. We'll have more on the other side of the break as well. But uh, I wanted to bring up education. Our good friend Forrest in the chat this morning was bringing up education would be the way to to end abortion, true and authentic education. But we're looking at a fight for the soul of education in this country. Even right there in Florida, it's been a big issue lately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, education is key, no doubt about it. And that's an area that Governor DeSantis has been strong on. Um, but again, we, we need our leaders to, to understand that they need to be educated and they need to be proponents for the education of everybody to understand this is not complicated. This is very, very simple. The science on life beginning from conception fertilization is crystal clear. Consult any embryology textbook and you're going to find it there. So why isn't this being proclaimed? Why aren't they being protected? Why aren't all of our leaders, especially those who claim to be pro-life, doing everything they can to protect this innocent human life? We need to educate ourselves. We need to educate those around us. Absolutely. And we're calling on our leaders like Governor DeSantis, who has a supermajority of Republicans in Florida, to lead on this education. All right. Uh, we're go getting ready to go to a break right now. Jim Havens is our guest. He's the host of a show called The Simple Truth, which is heard on the Station of the Cross. I want to say it's like, what, four? Is it four Eastern every day, Jim? 
Yep, 4 p.m. Eastern every day. Yeah. Hi, this is Walter Crawford right of back. Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th, and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join us June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you, praise be to God. Don't forget to get in on that $300 Agard watch giveaway. Speaking of Florida, they're out of Hollywood, Florida, and we're giving away a $300 gift certificate. You could buy one or more watches if you win. To get the details of how to enter, we're going to give that away on Monday. Go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt, but you better hurry. Uh, joining us once again is Jim Havens, host of The Simple Truth on the Station of the Cross, and he's also the co-founder of the National Men's March to End Abortion, which is coming up June 11th in Tallahassee, Florida. Welcome back to the show, Jim. Let me ask you a question. Um, I had the great honor of speaking at your rally last year in Baltimore, and I've, I've given my testimony on abortion many, many times. Um, but why do you believe men should be leading this fight? Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for joining us at the last Men's March in Baltimore. And if anybody wants to see footage of what you had to say there, your testimony is so powerful. Again, you can go to themensmarch.com, click on the event that we had November 15th, 2021. You're going to see um, video there. They'll also be able to link to your, um, your YouTube channel. There's a link there where we see the video of you giving firsthand testimony of what it was like kind of behind the scenes going to the Men's March and all of that, which was a great video you put together. So again, thank you for, for that, Joe, and for all of your support on this. I think this is vital that men are involved specifically because Satan doesn't want us to be. That, that's the big lie that comes from the pit of hell is that men have nothing to do with this. Sit down, be quiet. This is a woman's issue, even though now I guess we're not even supposed to be saying women, right? Nobody knows what a woman is. There's just yeah. birthing people, all of that. But now that's coming back again. The devil is irrational in, in this way, actually very consistent in his sort of upside down sort of rationality, which ends up being quite irrational. And we see that on, on full manifestation right now. But the fact is, is that men, it's the exact opposite. We need to stand up on this. There is a man connected with every abortion. 
and men have a major responsibility here when it comes to protecting the innocent and vulnerable, which means the mass murder of these children every day by the thousands. We've got to stand up for them. That's happening today. That happened yesterday, every single day for the past 50 years just about here. So this cannot stand. This is in our backyards, on our watch. We are desensitized to it. We have to repent, begin again, and make a new resolve, new commitment that we are going to do more and are pregnant moms in need. These are vulnerable women who are being lied to. We've got to lead the charge on stepping up for them and doing what it takes to be a society that is going to care about them and love them and tell them the truth and support them um, even in, in their time of great distress and great need, especially in that time. So we've got to step up, men. We've got a lot of work to do. And that begins, I believe, with, um, with, with coming together and repenting together and making a new resolve together. You can do that at the Men's March on June 11th, uh, but you can start right now wherever you're at. Uh, begin. Amen, Mr. Havens. You know, it's really cool when you listen to the ad that we've been playing, you know, man, it's time. It really is time. You know, today there was a lot of stories of uh, pro-abortion people going out and attacking churches, attacking police officers. These people come out in force all the time, and it seems to me that, you know, this is, it's almost once a year, just once a year, that people get together and they, you know, they talk about the personhood of 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 these these little babies that are being slaughtered every single day but it's so important for us to go out and 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 go out in force so that we can present to the world that we're for this and i think it really is time uh can you speak a little bit more about the responsibility that we have as catholics as as pro-life people to go out and and demonstrate and be a force for people to see mm -hmm. yeah i think of a, a quote that i've been thinking about a lot lately and that is um uh, Archbishop Fulton Sheen, I think uh, maybe venerable Fulton Sheen at this point, and, and he, uh, he's got that quote where he talks about, I was listening to the episode just the other day, where he talks about how uh, those without the truth have all the zeal, and the ones with the truth have very little fire, very little zeal, and we ought to be inflamed with love, authentic love of God, authentic love of our neighbor, out of love of God. It's all there in the scriptures. Read the, the parable of the Good Samaritan. You can't just walk by on the other side of the road and pretend this isn't happening. We have to face reality. Think about Matthew 25, the least of these, the judgment of nations. How more clear can you be? We're going to be judged on this. What did you do? What did you not do? So we've got a lot of repenting to do and a lot of recommitting ourselves, maybe committing ourselves for the first time to actually engaging in this way. I've been also thinking about it recently. I, I like Westerns and uh, different Western shows and things like that. And every now and then, if I get a chance to, to watch something on TV, that would be what I've been turning to in these days. And when I do so, I think about, man, you got solid shows out there, like like Gunsmoke, The Rifleman back in the day. All mm. these men watching this stuff, living vicariously through these characters, Marshall Dillon, while they themselves maybe in many ways just sat on the couch and did not engage the culture, did not even maybe engage their own families as they are called to do. We must not make that same error. We must engage. That begins with a sincere life of prayer. And we've got to be inflamed with love of God, love of neighbor. We've got to live from that place of love. It ought to compel us on with great zeal to go out, engage our families, engage the world. Mr. Havens, you know, I was thinking about this uh, idea of a men's march specifically and uh, how I was looking at your website and seeing the, the past men's marches that you have uh, organized and the, how everybody there is asked to wear a coat 
and asked to wear a tie. And that is a, I think, an amazing thing. I've been uh, recently in the last few years, I became uh, very familiar with the organization America Needs Fatima and the uh, American Defense for Tradition, Family and Property. And they, all the men there, they wear suits and they wear ties and they do it all the time. And it really struck me as something that's very countercultural. People, because whenever I'd go out and protest with them, people would be like, why are you wearing a suit? And people just get so angry by it and angered by it. The, the demons do not like the idea of a man looking like a man, a man dressing like a man. And you mentioned Fulton Sheen earlier, and Fulton Sheen was known to have shaved twice a day because he said, uh, I shaved in the morning, so that way when doing things I would look professional. And then I'd shave in the after, late afternoon just in case something came up, I needed to go out and do something, I would look presentable. And so we, we have lost this whole idea. Could you speak a little bit about why you have a dress code and uh, are um, other people, other like, are women allowed to attend the march, things like that? Sure, yeah, the march is for men. It's a men's march, but then the rally is the rally for personhood that, that all women, children, families are invited to. Do too. So, again, many men are, are leading their families there. So that's the vision is that men show up at this local abortion center. Um, we, we pray together. We hear some testimony. We, we recommit ourselves. We repent and recommit ourselves. And then we go on this march. And then this time we're, we're literally leading a rally and inviting everybody to come and join us there, this 2 p.m. rally at the state capitol in Tallahassee. Again, more details at themensmarch.com. So we invite you to please join us there. Um, but, yes, the, the men in suits, um, that is key because we want to show this sense of professionalism, this sense of seriousness, this sense of unity, and this sense of class, this sense of dignity that, um, that look, we're, we're not just going about this in some casual uh, way we, we are very serious about this, and we we just think it's good optics as well to present ourselves at our best. We we want to um, be standing up for the vulnerable in the most professional sort of way. So that's what this is all about. And again, the, the unity that it shows in that. When you look back at uh, MLK and the marches that he did, that's the way that they did it. It would be very very hot sometimes. You look at those old pictures. These guys are wearing suits. Sometimes they're wearing tuxedos. Uh, mixed in with the suits. I mean, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, it is a little bit of sacrifice for men that maybe aren't used to that, but let's embrace that sacrifice, enter into it with sacrificial love. And um, one more thing I want to mention on, on that as well is that um, as, as we unite in this, um, it is vital that we come together physically because the Lord shows up in this way at the, at the previous men marches, uh, men's marches that we've had, um, things happen. There's grace being poured out and through what is going on here. You won't know unless you come. In fact, I just heard a testimony from someone who sent it to me yesterday saying hey, they were living with a, an abortion um, that, that they were part of 32 years ago, and they received healing by coming to that last men's march. Joe, I'm sure your testimony had a lot to do with a guy working through that, and, and never before had they experienced healing like they experienced when they came to that last men's march. Um, we're also in touch with the, the TFP uh, guys and uh, and very grateful for, for their support. Hopefully they're going to be showing up here at the Men's March in Tallahassee as well. We're hoping we're going to have maybe a bagpiper or two. <laughs> uh, but this is going to be a professionally done event, even though this is as grassroots as it gets, extremely grassroots. We need all the help we can get in spreading the word at themensmarch.com. Uh, so we just have a couple minutes left with Jim Havens here. So can, give us a sense of the schedule. What is the flow of the event itself? Mm -hmm. So Men's up at the... Uh, at the abortion center at um, at 12 p.m., we're going to gather there. From there, we're going to march three miles. This is the longest march that we've done. It's going to be a little bit hotter in June in Florida as well. 
But this is a march of sacrificial love, a, a march of reparation, a march to raise awareness. And then we're going to gather for that rally at 2 p.m. at the Florida Capitol, where we're going to have various speakers speaking again. We're going to be releasing um, the, the names of those speakers soon. We're still waiting on a couple of them, um, but we've got some, uh, some a good lineup that, that is coming in for this. And we're expecting that it's probably going to wrap up around uh, 3.30 at this point. And uh, we're hoping Governor DeSantis will join us and we'll maybe have some surprises as well. But it's going to be a powerful day. But we need maximum participation. Please come to themensmarch.com. The website is themensmarch.com, and you can find all the details about time, location, and what it's all about. Praise be to God. You can also find uh, some of the content from the last event, uh, and, uh, and and I encourage everyone to check it out. And go, if you are able to, bring your sons, right? I mean, what an opportunity to bring sons, too. Absolutely, yeah. Bring your sons, march with your sons, and then meet up with your whole family at the rally. I know many men are doing that, and uh, just so people understand the history of this, the last, um, the, the first men's march we did last year around this time, the weekend before Father's Day, which again is the timing of this one, was in D.C. We marched in front of the White House uh, to call um, to call Joe Biden on. We see that hasn't worked very well, but we still got to step up and do what we're yeah. called to do, regardless of the response. Baltimore to the U.S. bishops. Yeah. And now this time in Florida, we're calling on all politicians, especially Governor DeSantis, with that supermajority lead on life personhood now. All right. Jim Havens, host of The Simple Truth. God bless you, my brother. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Everybody, check out themensmarch.com and share that far and wide. We'd be grateful. Jim, have a great day. God bless you. God bless you, Joe. Thank you. All right. That's going to do it for hour number one. Don't forget to jump on our CDT Insider email list. I have a great piece of entertainment to share with you this week. You're going to love it, if you, especially if you love the sound of music. This is going to be right up your alley. Go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT to join the email list. Enter into the $300 Ag- Agard Watch giveaway and so much more grnonline.com forward slash cdt if you can join us in the next hour we would love to have you we're going to play fear and trembling and much much more god bless you god bless you thank you for joining us on your catholic drive time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired join us monday through friday at the same time right here on your favorite catholic radio station don't forget to connect with us just go to facebook.com forward slash Again, that's Facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. It's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. 
We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join us June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. From the University of Dallas and as seen on EWTN. What can I do that is the definite service that God wants me to give to the world? Think of the, the challenges that we have coming from our culture. We really need the virtue of courage. Are you ready to put yourself into the hazard? Are you ready to say yes to the call? Are you ready to be a witness to love? The Quest. All episodes streaming now at quest.udallas.edu. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. This is Gabriel from TrueFaith.tv, and you're listening to AM 1430 KSHJ Houston, part of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Jesus Christ, welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you, praise be to God. It is Thursday, May the 5th, 2022. Congratulations, you are just, I don't know, a little over 24 hours away from your weekend. Hopefully it's going to be really great. Uh, we just wrapped up a wonderful conversation with Jim Havens about the upcoming National Men's March to End Abortion and how it's more important now than ever before to... To make this witness, this public witness and sacrifice is coming up on uh, Saturday, June 11th in Tallahassee, Florida. And you can find more information on their website, themensmarch.com. Praise be to God. But you know what, Rudy? What's that, Joe? The hills are alive with the sound of music. The hills are alive. Is that your favorite of all the songs in the film? I'm just curious. It's good. You know, I'm a convert to, mm-hmm. uh, to the, the sound of music. Are you? I, uh, I very much dislike musicals. I, I don't like them. Uh, yeah. I refuse to watch they them. They can be cringy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, I saw that, uh, I believe, two months ago with my wife, and uh, mm-hmm. incredible. Love it. Okay. Well, today on the email list, I'm going to give... Oh. I can't wait to share, because every week I share something like Is it the like Joe McLean version? Almost. <laughs> Almost. So, the, you know, the, it's a huge hit at my house, The Sound of Music. The kids, especially my daughters, love That's that. That's awesome. But uh, I have a resource I, that I'm sharing. I give one er- out every single week. I call it my weekly entertainment, and this week's entertainment is related to the sound of music, and I guarantee it's just going <clears> to <throat> blow your mind. I'm going to look out for it. Last week it was very good. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, Giuseppe. 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 Uh, so this week it's going to be related to the sound of music. So if you want to get in on that, you do have to go and enter our CDT Insider email list. 
and give me permission to harass you in your inbox at least once a week. Praise be to God. You can do that on our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt, or you can whip out your cell phone and you can text the letters GRN to the number 42828. So that's text GRN to the number 42828. That'll also put you on the CDT Insider email list as well. And you're going to get uh, this week's email. You'll also get a talk by Father Bill Casey. It's going to be amazing. So make sure you're on the email list today. And don't forget, we're still giving out a watch. But you know who is not cringy, Rudy? Who? Adrian Fonseca on the ones and twos. Only sometimes. Good morning to you. <laughs> Mea culpa. Ouch. Mea culpa. Wow. Mea maxima culpa. Scorched I have earth. to apologize to everybody. Why? I forgot mm-hmm. something very important today. Oh, okay. I forgot to wear my sombrero for Cinco de Mayo. Oh. Oh, Eve. It's over. It's over. <laughs> is it? It's completely over. Because, you know, that's a huge I, holiday at your is, house. What's Cinco de Mayo about? Tell me. I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's about eating tacos, well, hey, drinking no. margaritas, oh, well, wearing wow. ponchos, uh-huh. you can and wearing yeah. a sombrero. In celebration of mm. the Mexican victory over the French. Hey, now, mm. who doesn't celebrate that? I don't, I don't know anyone who celebrates that. I don't, don't know anybody. We, I think we had this conversation last year, and I was surprised to learn there were, in fact, some people who did celebrate it. Yeah. yeah but well, I think the survey was ass. like 90% <laughs> don't. The, the Mexican mm, restaurant yeah. right there, over there, they are offering half-off margaritas, so they're celebrating. Uh, well, there September you go. is the big celebration. Is it? That's the uh, Independence Day. An Independence Day from yeah. Spain. Yeah. Okay, well... Happy Cinco de Mayo Day. If you're eating tacos, share, share, share with one with us. We'd love to eat with you. That'd be amazing. Praise be to God. All right, we're going to jump into our hour. We're going to have a fun hour, and uh, we have a lot to get into. Good news. We have Saints of the Day, Gospel of the Day, plus our game show, Fear and Trembling. And, of course, we will also have an after show where we get to conversate with you directly. Praise be to God. And you get to drive that conversation with your commentary on one of our live social feed videos. So you can do that. Again, you can find all the links on our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and now your good news with Rudy Carlos. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired, and here's your good news story for the day. Epic Times reports Magnet Fisher, who's 15 years old, catches safe with $1,800 and returns it to the owner from whom it was stolen from 22 years ago. A teenage magnet fisher in England pulled a safe containing thousands of dollars from a river before returning the money to its rightful owner who had it stolen from him 22 years ago. If you're confused about magnet fishing, think about fishing but you're using a giant magnet and you pull out all kinds of metal things from the water. George Tildale, who's 15, had been scouring the river Widham in Lincolnshire with his father when he made an incredible discovery. The father-son duo recovered the chest from the water, and after using a crowbar to pry it open, they were stunned by what they found inside. Among the mud and slime was a pouch containing uh, Australian 2,500, approximately 1,800 U.S. dollars. 
Alongside the cash were a shotgun certificate and bank cards that expired in 2004, giving George and Kevin enough information to track down the rightful owner, who happened to be a businessman named Rob Everett. After contacting Rob to explain the amazing find, the kind-hearted family visited him at his business in Granham to return the stolen property on April 16th. They also learned that the safe had been stolen by a teenager during a burglary at Rob's old office in the year 2000. The teen had been caught after Rob found a cap that the burglar had left behind with his name stitched into it. I remember at the time they smashed into a cabinet to get the safe, said Rob, who runs Winkforth and the Money Options Group. I just was upset that there was a nice pen on my desk, a Mont Blanc pen, that was never recovered. <laughs> so true, King. Since meeting up with George and his dad, Rob is amazed that the father-son duo were able to track him down. They could have kept the money, he said. They could have said that they attempted to get a hold of me. They wanted to return the contents and the goods to the rightful owners, and I think that says a lot about humanity. Pleased with the family's effort in tracking him down and returning the safe, Rob gave George a small reward. And since George is a good mathematician and Rob runs a wealth management company, he offered to give him an opportunity to work for him. He says, I'd love for him to work with us. He's only 15, but it gives him a bit more time, and I'd be happy to give him another opportunity, Rob said. There's a big lesson here. It teaches George that doing good and being honest and giving back is actually more rewarding than taking. The teenager, who reeled in massive amounts of weapons, including grenades, guns, and knives, has since took up the hobby and uh, said that the safe was his big, biggest and best find yet. And that's really good news. God love you. The saint of the day is St. Angelus of Jerusalem. Born in, in Jerusalem in 1185 to the Jewish parents Jesse and Maria, his mother later converted to Roman Catholicism and both he and his twin brother John were baptized when she was converted. His parents died when he was in childhood and the patriarch Nicodemus oversaw their education until the twins turned 18. And on their 18th birthday, the, he, they joined the Carmelites at the St. Anne Convent near the Golden Gate to commence their novitiate. The two could speak Greek as well as both Latin and Hebrew. In 1210, he was ordained to the priesthood in Jerusalem and he traveled in Palestine. Miraculous cures were attributed to him around this time and his acta stated that he sought to avoid fame and withdrew to a hermitage in the desert when he was becoming popular for his miracles. He remained as a hermit on Mount Carmel until he was instructed in 1218 to leave for the Italian peninsula in order to preach against the Paterni as well as the Albigensians and the Bulgars. He had likewise been instructed to go to Rome to obtain from Pope Honorius III confirmation of the new and definitive rule for the order. He set off on a Genoan ship on the 1st of April 1219 and stopped first in Messina before heading off to Cedavitici. Cedavicia before he ended up in Rome to meet with the Pope. The friar preached in the Basilica of St. John the Lateran while in Rome, where he met both Francis of Assisi and Dominic of Osmo. It is said that he foretold that Francis would receive the stigmata while Francis foretold his premature death. He had healed seven lepers in the ailing of Archbishop of Palermo Bernardo de Castellina while in Palermo. He settled in the Sicilian island, though his fame as a wonder worker caused crowds to flock to him. He wanted to convert a Cathar knight named Berenger. In tradition states that Berenger was living in incest and that the friar convinced the knight's companion to leave him. Berenger was enraged by this and attacked him in front of the church of Santa Filippo e Giacomo in Licata on the 1st of May 1220 and was struck with Berenger's sword five times. 
He died of his wounds within the week of the 5th of May, and according to tradition, asked for his assassin to be pardoned while urging the faithful not to avenge his death. Saint Angelus of Jerusalem, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from John chapter 6, verses 44 through 51. Jesus said to the crowds, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him, and I will raise him on the last day. It is written in the prophets, They shall all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to my Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God has seen the Father. Amen. Amen, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the desert, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Augustine would say, quote, There is a certain craving of the heart to which that heavenly bread is pleasant. If the poet could say, Trahit sua quemque voluptas, which means each one is drawn by his own delight from Virgil, how much more strongly may we speak of a man being drawn to Christ, i.e., being delighted with truth, happiness, justice, eternal life, all which is Christ? Have the bodily senses their pleasures, and has not the soul hers? Give me one who loves, who longs, who burns, who sighs for the source of his being and his eternal home, and he will know what I mean. Close quote. St. Augustine, pray for us. Adrian, what did you find? Yes, a number of things from Cornelius Alapide here. He says that here the, the manna did not long continue nor come to the land of promise, for as soon as they reached it, the manna ceased. But the bread of Christ endureth forever. Listen to the words of Josea or Joshua in English, that and the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna any more, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. For as God fails us not in things needful, so he gives us gives not an abounding of superfluities. Now this is important to note because just like I mentioned yesterday, whenever Our Lady appeared to Bernadette, she promised her, I do not promise you happiness in this life but in the next our lord is going to give us what we need but he's not necessarily going to give us what we want there's an old jewish saying that said the that whenever our lord gives you a baby he gives you a loaf of bread and that idea is the same idea that is fulfilled whenever we pray the our father give us this day our daily bread we're asking not only for those things that will sustain us today but also for that bread of eternal life that bread that is going to bring us to to life eternal the the because the bread that we eat now well we sustain our bodies temporarily but in the end we die we turn to dust right but this bread that our lord gives us is a light for the life of men Cornelius Lapide goes on and he talks about how the heretics will try to say that this is actually not the body and blood of Christ speaking about the Eucharist, but instead it's a mystical food that is to be believed here. 
Well, Cornelius Lapide says, no, that's incorrect. It is proved because Christ here most clearly asserts it, uh, constantly bidding us to eat his flesh and drink his blood, in such sort that the doctrine of the Eucharist could not be more clearly expressed. For this is what he reiterates over and over again. You hear nothing else but my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood, unless he eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood. Surely it is incredible that Christ should wish to obscure a thing in itself so clear and by him so often repeated. He's basically saying, Quintus Lapide here is saying, you would have to say that our Lord, by being as clear as he possibly could, was trying to confuse you. And he'd say that's absurd to think that our Lord and God would do something like that. So it is very good to think about this today, and especially let's think about the fact that our Lord desires to give us what we need. He will always give us what we need, but he may not always give us exactly what we want. Amen. Praise be to God. All right. We're going to play our game show, Fear and Trembling. That's what's next, and you know how this works. You make a phone call, you be our contestant, you have a laugh, and you get into a drawing to win prizes. What could go wrong? It's all upside here. The phone number is 877-757-9424. That phone number is 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Call right now. Rudy Carlos standing by. 877-757-9424. You're right back. Are there any basic rules for doing apologetics? 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, Scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that He give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably. Rule number two, you don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read Scripture. Read the Catechism. Listen to Apologetics tapes. Listen to Catholic Radio. Learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three, Luke 5, verse 10. Do not be afraid. Henceforth, you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us. Will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes, and he got into tight spots. Yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Rule number four, always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity, an opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five, don't get frustrated. Catholics often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, the sacraments, all in rapid fire succession. Before you can answer one question, you're asked another, then another. Just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say, then move on. Rule number six, never be afraid to say, I don't know, when asked a question about your faith. Don't try to wing it. However, always follow I don't know with, but I will find out and get back to you and make sure you do. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. The Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation 
by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling. The Catholic Trivia Game Show where we have secrets and agendas. But I can't tell you about those because I need a phone call on the line in order to play the game. So we have priorities, too. Priority number one, make a phone call. Play our game right now. Phone lines are open at 877-757-9424. First caller gets to play. 877-757-9424 is the phone number. 877-757-9424. Call right now, and uh, we'll take that first caller to play our game. 877-757-9424. But there are, as I say, several things that we do here on the show. Number one, we like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments in the questions where you almost always learn something you did not know before about your Catholic faith, praise be to God, except for maybe yesterday when there was all easy question Wednesday, but not today. Today you're going to learn, I promise you. And then, of course, we also like to have a laugh with our callers. They tend to be a very good time, praise be to Jesus. Uh, we enjoy that most, I would say. And then we give out prizes, which makes it a winner for everybody involved. But if you're new here, for your sake, let me explain. I do have three Catholic trivia questions in front of me, but I will not be asking the caller the questions. Instead of asking them, I will ask Rudy and Adrian, one of which will give me a correct answer, the other incorrect, and then we will give the caller a 15-second opportunity to make a decision. Whomst do they trust more, Rudy or Adrian? And every correct answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what can they win? Joe, do you smell that? Um, uh, no. It smells like microphone. I smell a masculine blend of pine, cedar, oak moss, and tobacco. Wow. With a touch of incense. The Catholic Gentleman Reserve Blend is a daily reminder of the Catholic Gentleman's motto, Virus per Ministerium, meaning strength through service. Your beard is going to look amazing, Joe. Mm, I like the idea of this. And... More importantly, mm -hmm. if you win this week's prize, yeah. your beard is going to smell amazing because Catholic wow. Gentleman is our sponsor this week, and they've pledged a tin of their amazing beard balm. That's now, amazing. if you're a Catholic Gentleman who wants to grow in his faith and mm -hmm. become a better mm -hmm. man, you'll find, yeah. the, you'll find you're at the right place at CatholicGentleman.com. Right. You'll find posts about manly saints, wow. dressing sharp, marriage, Ooh. spiritual weapons, and a lot more. You're going to find everything an authentic gentleman needs to know. Peruse their store also. They have all kinds of stuff, leather journals, mm -hmm. really awesome mugs, mm -hmm. tins of beard balm. Ooh. Thank you very much, Catholic gentleman. I'm starting to wonder whether or not my wife put you onto this. <laughs> She's trying to say something about the old beard. I don't know. Mm. Oh, I forgot to mention this yeah. week. If you don't have a beard or know somebody who has a beard, you can use this to refresh your leather goods oh. or your wooden furniture. Or you can send it to I, me. I could use it. <laughs> it's either good for your beard or your furniture. Yes. <laughs> uh, believe me, I've used it for both. All right. Praise, praise be to God. Thank you, CatholicGentleman.com, for generously giving out prizes today for our audience. We're so grateful to you. Let's go to the phones. Let's see here. Uh, a lot of people did finally call in. Uh, we love it when you, that happens. Call tomorrow to get your... Last chance on this if you don't get on today. Good morning to you, Jeff. Good morning. Praise be to God. Jeff, where are you calling from? From Grapevine. Ooh. Texas. Grapevine, Texas. Uh, the, that's the home of uh, 
let's see, the Gaylord, which is a giant, yeah. like the biggest hotel I've ever seen on planet Earth. Uh, yeah, right around the Great Wolf Lodge. Great, I was going to say the Great Wolf Lodge. What, uh, and then St. Francis is right there, too, as well. Where do you go to church, That's Jeff? St. Francis. Uh, St. Francis. Yeah. I have been there. I've held conferences there, in fact, awesome. uh, many, many moons ago. Praise be to God. All right, Jeff, are you familiar with this game? Do you know how it all works? I think so. Is this the one where you, like, choose between two answers? or? Yes. So uh, this is how it's going to work. I am your guide. I'm on your don't team. Trust him. You can trust you me. You can't trust him. Uh, you yeah, and I no, together. <laughs> Tell me your name again. Okay. <laughs> well, let's just see how this goes, Jeff. If you can identify the voices. So you and I are going to uh, navigate these tricky waters. I will ask the questions to Rudy and Adrian. One of them will give you a correct answer. The other will be trying to trick you. And you will have 15 okay. seconds to make a decision. Whom do you like more, Rudy or Adrian? And then we go from there. Are you ready, sir? That sounds good. Thank you. Let's do this. We will start with Rudy, as is our custom, our tradition, our patrimony. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. I was going to say, even without the uh, theme music, it's still epic. I'm waiting for my fans. You go ahead, fans. Team Rudy. Chant. Team Rudy here. (laughs) All right, Rudy. Are you ready, sir? I am ready. With your green tie. Ooh, I'm scared of you. Interesting. Yeah, you noticed that, huh? I did. today. Which uh, means very confident. Okay. Are are you sure you're ready? I'm ready. Are you really, really sure? (laughs) I'm so ready. Can you tell me which comes first, the introit or the gloria? Huh, we're talking about the mass. What comes first in the mass? I'm going to say it's the introit. Is it introit or introit? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Adrian is a Latin expert. Adrian is the uh, is the Latin expert on the team here. Let's just see what he has to say. Adrian, uh, good morning. Can you tell me which comes first in the Holy Mass? Is it the introit or the gloria? The introit, meaning like the beginning, like the introduction. Okay. Um, yeah, mm. that definitely doesn't come first. That comes last. Uh, that would be the gloria. Oh, I, I see. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Well, Jeff, you've got choices, and uh, hopefully you're a liturgical expert yourself, so you'll know. Uh, but is it as uh, Adrian says, the introit comes last and the gloria comes first, or is it as Rudy says, and the introit comes first and the gloria doesn't come first? Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? <laughs> Jeff, what say you? I'm going to go with Rudy on that one. I'm what? Go with Rudy on that one. Why would you? Survey what? says. <laughs> is it introit or introit? In- introit. Introit. Introibo. Introit. Now we learned something. We got a go. we got a two for one there, Jeff. Praise be to God. You're in the cup. How are you feeling? Pretty good. All right. All right. You're doing well. You're in. You could win. I think we're going to double your chance with this next one. Super easy question. Oh man. Uh oh. Uh, we're gonna start dangerous. with uh, we're gonna start with Adrian for this. That's dangerous too. Yeah. I thought so. <laughs> Adrian, can you tell me? Maybe. What material is the veil that covers the chalice at the beginning of Holy Mass made of? Oh, yes. Well, I've been to many Masses in my day. Have you? Uh, yes, it's true. Many okay. Masses. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, typically, I, to my recollection, it's made out of cotton. Cotton? Cotton. Wow. Mm-hmm. High cotton. Well, it's you know usually cheap. You know you don't want, thread we cut. don't want to make things very expensive in the church. We want to be very humble, so uh-huh. we use a mm-hmm. very cheap cotton. Hot. Uh, well, cotton breathes. Not Egyptian cotton. Nice. Cotton's not alive. It doesn't uh, breathe. Well, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> <laughs> let's get a second opinion on this. 
Hey, Rudy, can you tell me what material is the veil that covers the chalice at the beginning of Holy Mass made of? Ah, the veil. Mm-hmm. Just the finest mm-hmm. silk. Mm-hmm. Silky smooth. Silk is your answer. Yes, sir. Like from China? Uh, from the Silk Road. From the Silk Road? Yeah. Which led to China? Yep. Okay. I suppose. Mm. Well, Jeff, is it, from worms. is it silk, as uh, Brother Rudy seems to think? Is it cotton, as Brother Adrian seems to think? Or is it uh, nylon, as Alberto from the UK in our chat box seems to suggest? <laughs> Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Jeff, what say you? Well, I, I was thinking linen, which would be a cotton, but I, I, I kind of like the idea of it not being able to, to breathe. So maybe I think I'll go with the silk on this one. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Jeff, you're wise. What's wrong with breathing? I like when my clothes breathe. I would be very concerned if my clothes started breathing, to be completely honest. <laughs> it would be concerning, huh? All right, you're in for two. Congratulations. Silk is the correct answer. Now, this next one is probably going to be the trickiest of all three questions. Easiest today. question we ever had. It is easiestly trickiest question. It's easily not the hardest. Hardly the easiest. Are you ready to go, Jeff? Hopefully, are you confused yet, Jeff? Hopefully, you're you're listening. Back to Rudy on this. Rudy, can you tell me exactly who or whom, whomst, whomst is buried in the Valley of Moab? Moab. Ah, what a gorgeous place. I've been there before, and uh, my Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God is good. Let me tell you, Moab is beautiful. All the time. the last time I was there, the only people there were just Mormons. A bunch of Mormons were buried there. Is that true? We're talking about Utah, right? Uh, oh. Uh, no. No? No. Oh. Is Mormon. your answer still Mormons? It's Mormons. It's still Mormons, yeah. no matter what. Huh. Well, Adrian, hopefully you're a historical expert as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can tell me who or whomst is buried in the Valley of Moab. Right. Uh-huh. Wrong Moab. I'm thinking Moab Moab in uh, the Holy Land. Okay. And that would be Moses. Moses. No, he may have been uh, taken up bodily into heaven, so he may not be there anymore. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Let's put the temple down for a second here. All right, Jeff. Is it as Rudy seems to think? Is it Moses? Was it Mo in Moab? Nope. He said Mormons. Uh, or, or that was Adrian who said that. Or is it the Mormons, as Rudy seems to think? 15 uh, seconds boy, on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Jeff, question. what say you? So tricky, but I think I'm going to go with Moses. Are you sure? Gee, <laughs> uh, yeah. Rudy, thanks for making that close. <laughs> In fact, it is Moses. And whether or not he was assumed into heaven is a different, different question for a different day. God bless you, Jeff. Your perfect score. You're in the cup. Thank you for having a laugh with us. Awesome. Thank you very much. We're going to put you on hold, Jeff. You have a great day in the wonderful city of Grapevine, Texas. I haven't been there in a very long time now. Uh, it'd be fun to hang out there again someday soon. But that's going to do it for the radio side. Get in on the drawing. GRNonline.com. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you.
Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate Thursday of the third week of Easter. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. Jesus Christ is risen today, hallelujah. Our triumphant holy day, hallelujah. Who did once upon the cross, Suffer to redeem our loss. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Brothers and sisters, let us call to mind our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask the blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and to you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, let us feel your compassion more readily during these days when by your gift we have known it more fully so that those who have freed from the darkness of error may cling more firmly to the teachings of your truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. The angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, Get up and head south on the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza, the desert route. So he got up and set out. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the Candace, that is, the queen of the Ethiopians, in charge of her entire treasury, who had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home. Seated in his chariot, he was reading the prophet Isaiah. The spirit said to Philip, Go and join up with that chariot. Philip ran up and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and said, Do you understand what you are reading? He replied, 
How can I, unless someone instructs me? So he invited Philip to get in and sit with him. This was the scripture passage he was reading. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who will tell of his posterity, for his life is taken from the earth? Then the eunuch said to Philip in reply, I beg you, about whom is the prophet saying this? About himself or someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning with this scripture passage, he proclaimed Jesus to him. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, there is water. What is to prevent my being baptized? Then he ordered the chariot to stop, and Philip and the eunuch both went down into the water, and he baptized him. When they came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and the eunuch saw him no more, but continued on his way rejoicing. Philip came to Azotus and went about proclaiming the good news to all the towns until he reached Caesarea. The word of the Lord. Thanks. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Let all, Let all the, the earth, earth cry out to God with joy. Bless our God, you peoples. Loudly sound his praise. He has given life to our souls and has not let our feet slip. Let, Let all, all the earth cry out to God with joy. Hear now, all you who fear God, while I declare what he has done for me. When I appeal to him in words, praise was on the tip of my tongue. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Blessed be God who refused me not my prayer or his kindness. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. I am the living bread that came down from heaven, says the Lord. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to the crowds, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him, and I will raise him on the last day. It is written in the prophets, They shall all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to my Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the desert, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. 
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As we continue in the sixth chapter of the Gospel of John, we can see this scriptural motif of bread being played out to a deeper and deeper level. The beginning of the chapter and the miracle of the feeding of the five thousands, we really see a sign, of course, that God is interested even in the bodily needs. He's interested that we would be fed on a bodily level with food. And so you can see already there kind of the first notion that bread is, of course, a food for our bodies. And this is something that God, too, is interested in because he's interested in every aspect of our life. Then we mentioned that the other motif, of course, of bread in sacred scripture is to do the will of the Father that this becomes a fundamental part of our life to be able to do God's will every day of our life. And of course, we can say, well, to know what God's will is, we have to be able to discover it. And this, I think, takes us to that third layer of the motif of bread, that we are called to eat or we're called to feast on the word of God as is found in sacred scripture. Because in sacred scripture, in learning about God's revelation and learning about who Jesus is as the word of God, we learn about who we are and how we are to act in this world. And therefore, we learn what the will of God is for our life, namely to become like Christ. And in the words of scripture, we see what Jesus's life was like and we know what it is that we are striving to imitate. So we know we're supposed to do God's will. We can find God's will in particular through feasting on his words in sacred scripture. But all of that still leaves us with one last predicament. Where do we get the strength to be able to accomplish his will and to bring it to fulfillment in our actual daily lives? And this, of course, is where the next layer and the deepest layer of the motif of bread in sacred scripture is going to come, that Jesus himself is the living bread who gives his flesh to us as a kind of spiritual food that is going to be our nourishment in order to be able to accomplish the will of God. It's quite striking even in today's first reading you can see with the Ethiopian eunuch he has a desire and a hungering to know God's will to follow his word he's reading scripture but he says how can I know what it means unless someone tells me what I'm to understand with his word. In many ways in our Christian life, it's the same way. We can look at life and we can look at trying to be holy in the world that we live in and say that it's something beyond our strength. But it's precisely here that we're called to recall that Jesus is the living bread who has come to us and comes to us at every mass, that God feeds us with the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus to be able to give us this grace of transformation to be able to accomplish his will and to be able to fulfill it. And so my brothers and sisters, today as we go forward, whether it be that we're able to attend Mass or even if we are unable to be here in person to trust that God can dispense of his grace as he chooses, that he can grant a spiritual communion to those who are unable to participate here in person at the Mass. And let us trust that in receiving Jesus and receiving his grace, we would receive the strength to continually be transformed to become more and more like the Lord and thus be able to accomplish the works and the will of our Heavenly Father in our own life. Amen.
Trusting in our Father's love and mercy, let us bring our petitions before him. We pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, and for all bishops. For their physical and spiritual needs, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for government leaders, that they would be inspired to enact just laws that protect the dignity of human life at every phase, especially at its most vulnerable phase in the unborn, and that they would always respect the natural law of God. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for peace among nations. We pray for peace among peoples and for peace in our hearts. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the sick and the suffering, that they would be given consolation in their faith and experience the healing touch of Jesus Christ. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for our family, friends, and benefactors, for all those joining us online and through media, for all those who have asked for our prayers, and for all those enrolled in the Salt Mass Association. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray that we would always feed our spiritual hunger on the Word of God and in the Blessed Sacrament, that we would truly be transformed into Jesus to be able to accomplish the works of the Father. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And for those intentions that we hold in our heart. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, we thank you for hearing our petitions and granting our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The strife is o'er, the battle done. The victory of life is won. The song of triumph hath begun. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. The powers of death have done their worst, but Christ their legions hath dispersed. Let shout of holy joy outburst. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and good of all his holy church. O God, who by the wonderful exchange effected in this sacrifice have made us partakers of the one supreme Godhead, grant, we pray, that as we have come to know your truth, we may make it ours by a worthy way of life through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit, lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation. At all times to acclaim you, O Lord. But in this time above all, 
to laud you yet more gloriously when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. He never ceases to offer himself for us, but defends us and never pleads our cause before you. He is the sacrificial victim who dies no more, the Lamb once slain who lives forever. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exalts in your praise. And even the heavenly powers with the angelic host sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabbat, Plenis sunt celia terra, Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, Qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall so that they would become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. mystery of faith, save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope and Michael our Bishop and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, 
with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Preceptis salutaribis moniti, et divina institutione formati, audemus indicere. Pater noster, quia sin celis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat reinum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicud in celo ad in terra, Pane nostrum quadridianum, da nobis hodie, et imite nobis debita nostra, nos timidimus, debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas sententationem, sed libera nos amalo, Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church. And graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. On you stay. Qui tolis peccata modi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccata modi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, Qui tolis peccata mundi, dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed.
an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. I am the bread of life. All who eat this bread will never die. I am God's love revealed. I am broken that you might be healed. I am the bread of life. All who eat this bread will never die. I am God's love revealed. I am broken that you might be healed. All who eat of this heavenly bread, all who drink this cup of the covenant, you will live forever. For I will raise you up. I am the bread of life. I'll eat this bread will never die. I am God's love revealed. I am broken that you might be healed. Let us pray. Graciously be present to your people, we pray, O Lord, and lead those you have imbued with heavenly mysteries to pass from former ways to newness of life through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity, Most Holy Immaculate Virgin Mary, you are the Mother of God Himself. You are the Queen of all creation. You are the Keeper of Heaven's treasure. You are our help and protection. Grant us your intercession and may your favor never fail us. Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity 
Trinity, Our Lady of the Most Holy. The Prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg thee through the intercession and help of the archangels St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Spreading the splendor of truth. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Hey, this is Wayne from Ascension Chinese Mission.